Well, we, we started trying to unpack the conversation a little bit after talking to Jared, just like when we were snowboarding. Yeah. There was a couple things. But we kind of came to the conclusion, because the main thing that I was still, that kept kind of ringing in my head was the, the part of the conversation that we had about basically how truthful you can be when lying. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he was just basically at the stance of like, might as well just stick with what you know to be true. Well, and, or like not falsely leading people to. Right. And I, I still in my head, I was kind of thinking that's not really falsely leading them. Any, well, so let, let's try and get there. So he, okay. he was saying that anytime if somebody asks you sort of a question, like the example I gave was like, do you believe in the inerrancy of scripture? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, just, just say something simple like, oh, I see that differently. That can work in some environments, in some contexts, some conversations. The problem is just you, you always need to read out a situation. So sometimes that's that's probably the right thing to say. And I'm kind of glad he said that because it made me think about there's probably situations where that might be a better, better response. But I could still think of a good category of situations where that doesn't do what I want to do in a conversation. Because especially... Well, the kind of conversations I feel like I run into a lot are where I'm talking to somebody who is not that interested in theology or philosophy or something. They're just kind of a, a, a general Christian, which I mean, that's like just a normal person. And I start talking about like some piece of theology or like some kind of idea about philosophy or something like that. And immediately they start to feel a little bit like, and I mean, I always notice this dynamic happen. Whenever somebody starts talking about something that they're sort of interested in and know a bit more about, you immediately feel a little bit, you kind of get a little bit less comfortable, you're a little bit less willing to put yourself out there. And unless, so from the perspective of, you know, talking about a hobby that you really enjoy, as soon as you start talking about that to somebody, you have to be really careful how you play your cards or else people begin to feel like they can't say anything because they, they're just going to get shut down or they're, they're just going to feel uncomfortable in a conversation. Yeah, if you don't know what you're talking about, it's, it's right. all speculative, like you, you were kind of saying if, before. So if you... I guess it's just like I'm looking at a situation where any unnecessary aggression, any unnecessary shutting down of an opinion causes people... basically just stems the conversation right there. It says, this is as far as we're going to go because you can't say something wrong because I'm going to correct you. And so then you have to... you. you your comfort level goes way down and you're like, I don't want to say something wrong again or else I'm going to get shut down again. If I make you really comfortable, well, this is one of the things I really liked and I was like immediately when just chatting with Ken on the phone before we even started podcasting with him, I noticed something that he does about the way when you're having a conversation with him, like no matter what you say, even if it's kind of vague or doesn't make that much sense or maybe he doesn't totally agree, he always does the kind of it's it's basically the the stand up routine or the the what, what do they call it like drama class or like comedy club yes and this is a rule it's the yes and thing right yeah. he always and that is an amazing rule for inviting people into a conversation because if you say no and people are like okay it's like you don't know you're not building something together you're not and this is something mm-hmm. I want to get into a little bit more maybe tomorrow or whatever we're gonna get together and and listening to these out of in the order that I'm going to release it's going to be so confusing because the order that I talk about the conversation has no relation to the order that are being released. I think that's like comic books though. They're like released and like you can't actually keep track of the storyline because... Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, I what... noticed when he does 
lectures and he asks for feedback, though, he'll be like, I might push back against this point a little bit. I kind of see it this way. Like, he right. still does that thing. Yeah, so there's still totally space for that. It's, I think it's also just about what point are you in your relationship with somebody? How long, how many minutes have you spent talking with them? Because at the beginning of a conversation, I think it's literally that. You start a conversation out with a yes and, because that's how you build... <laughs> you build a relationship of, of trust initially is like, Hey, you can say whatever you want. Even if it's not, if it's not exactly what I, what I think or exactly what I agree with, I'm going to say, yes, yes, continue. That's, and the yes doesn't necessarily mean we're in 4,000% agreement. The yes just means continue. Like, and I think yeah. we, we kind of know that it's just the yes means it's like, it's an invitation. And so if, if your go-to rule is always, mm, I see that differently. Hmm. Even just mm, getting that far into the sentence already feels like a shutdown and already makes me less, you know, less comfortable talking to you. I feel like there's just got to be some sort of middle ground approach where it's like you don't want to just downright agree and you don't want to say, I disagree. It's like, just finish first. <laughs> well, okay, so here, here's the, the deep part of this is that especially with the sorts of questions that we started to talk about. So I said the question of inerrancy, which this can sort of apply to. But I think even the example I, I, we talked about afterwards is that I, I kind of would have preferred to even use the question of like, are you a Christian? Mm -hmm. Because that, the problem is that as soon as somebody asks you one of those sort of questions, like, do you believe in inerrancy or do you believe, or do you believe in God or are you a Christian? Any one of those questions is kind of a, it's a signal to you that this person is wondering whether or not you're in the same group as them. You're on the same team as them. It's, it's basically the dumbest version of a conversation that you could have about that topic, which is just a yes or no question. Do you believe? And so Jared pushed back saying, well, you know, what, what could you explain the question a little bit more? That, even though it's not quite the same thing, it still does a little bit of that, that uncomfortable thing. It's like, now I've just put the ball in your court. Now you have to really think about it. Well, and, maybe you're kind of Making them question what kind of questions they right. ask. Well, that's, that's the point is that do I want to start off our conversation by making you doubt yourself <laughs> or do I want the conversation to start out by saying, hey, I'm inviting you into this conversational space and I'm happy to hear what you have to say. I'm not going to make you second guess every single thing that you're saying because almost any statement that you make about anything, you could push back on it and make, make somebody be more specific if you wanted to. Every, like the, the whole point of language is that it's a, it's a charged kind of iconic version of a, of a much bigger idea. Even any words, it's like the definition of a word can be five or six different things, but then it's like a million different things depending on the, the context of what you're saying that word in. So it's like, if you want to make everybody be so specific about what they mean that no matter what they say, you say, hmm, well, what do you mean by that? That's, it's kind of annoying. That's at least the face value of it. It's just, it's kind of annoying. But the, the, the broader thing you're accomplishing there is you're, you're, you're doing the opposite of being hospita hospitable, which I, I think I think it's just not a good strategy for starting a conversation, anyway. So at, at least that, if it's not, I don't think that's the role it should have. If if you're trying to like start a conversation, I don't think you should start it that way usually, or especially starting a relationship with somebody. But it's just also like kind of situational too, because some people they're always used to. Yeah, of course I'm a Christian. Like we're all here at church. Like, and then if you were saying, "Well, what do you mean by that?" Like right. the fact that they're taking it back kind of might give them some sort of respect for you, or they appreciate right. that you're not willing to just. Yeah. Well, so so like you can, 
And the problem, so <laughs> you're asking the question like, you know, do you believe in inerrancy? Do you believe in God? Are you a Christian? Any one of those questions, um, I might answer in a certain way because, so like if somebody, especially if we do the, the question of, you know, are you a Christian? Like, I'm going to say yes if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian and you ask if I'm a Christian, I might give you a more detailed answer about what I mean by it. But like, especially if I know you're trying to get somewhere, you're trying to make a point, and I just derail the conversation and suddenly make it about that, mm -hmm. I've, you know... Well, it sounds like specifically the way you're talking about doing this conversation is more when you're first getting to know someone anyways, though, right? Right. So specifically like, that, but it's just like, where where's the key? Because even with people that I know pretty well, or like I'm in the same community as, it's just... So for, for one thing, I, I just don't want to make them uncomfortable around me all the time. Feel like, oh, I don't want to talk to Garrett. He's going to make me have to back up everything I say with a freaking pile of references. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to make people feel like that they have to do that just to have a conversation with me, that they have to have such a thought out. It's like you, you can make a statement just because you kind of think that and that's fine. So I guess I like that, but maybe not all the time. Because like right. sometimes no, you have to feel out a conversation. That's the point. No, you got to read yeah. the meta question. Yeah, like sometimes when when you're trying to do it and you you got to work every step of the way, it's like sure that's valuable because then that gives you practice and you can understand right. how you get to that end. But so but. especially with a question like inerrancy or or are you a Christian or any one of these things, usually if somebody's asking that question, like I was saying before, is like that's a signal that they're they're basically asking a gatekeeping question. Mm -hmm. They're asking, you know, if you say yes, then you're allowed to be, then, then we can continue this conversation. Yeah. So if I can, I, I just think that's a dumb question to ask. And so I don't want to engage it. I'd rather bypass that and try to, because if I say, you know, if I say no, I, I'm not a Christian in the, or maybe I'm not a Christian in the sense that you would call a Christian. I either make them feel uncomfortable or I make them feel like, oh, we're not going to be friends or like we're, we're not going to continue this conversation because they already have a kind of a, an easy way to just dismiss me. If if I can relate to them on a lower level than that question first, then we can circle back to that question and have a more interesting conversation about it. But if I start there that, hey, we're not even both Christians, at least not in their definition or like, they're, they're, it's like, I, so the, here's the funny thing about asking that question anyways, is that asking somebody if they're a Christian, we talked, I've brought this up a bunch of times, the whole Jubilee thing, right? The six fake Christians or six Christians and one fake Christian is like, People don't really even know what it means to be a Christian, for one thing. But also, saying that you're a Christian or saying that you're any particular identi identity doesn't necessarily mean that much or doesn't matter that much when concerned with like whether or not you sort of actually are that or even in terms of whether or not you actually believe that. Because confessing something, even I guess there's a really a tr Christian tradition associated with you know confessing you know that I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. There's, prob there's something to that probably, maybe I need to unpack it more, but the other side of it anyways is that just because you say you believe something, like that's just you saying something. You don't, like belief is such a weird thing. It's like actually believing something doesn't stem just from a feeling, doesn't stem just from a, a reasonable, rational argument. Like you can be, I can rationally believe something, like think that it makes sense, but on another level not believe it mm -hmm. and it's like so i don't i don't even know what belief actually is anyways so if somebody says do you believe in god you could sit there and and have a real like it there's kind of a meme of like when somebody says you know do you believe this is like well what even is belief and it's it's kind of i guess been it opted is now it's a jordan peterson meme it's like well what do, what do you mean or, or 
do you believe this or what do you what do you think about this? He's like, well, depends on what you mean by that, right? <laughs> like that that can be people get annoyed at him all the time for doing that, and it's like if you want to steer the conversation into like some ontological philosophical discussion all the time, I mean, that's you kind of being selfish. It's like not everybody's interested always in talking about philosophy. You don't have to always steer the conversation in that direction. That's kind of that's like. <laughs> That's not necessarily reading. So the you room. feel like what Jordan Peterson's doing is the same thing that you would be doing if you're saying, "Well, what do you mean by believing?" I, I think God? Jared Bias yeah, and yeah. Jordan Peterson are on the same page, and I want to con- sort of critique them both and say, "Don't necessarily worry about that." Like, and, and this is specifically something that people get annoyed at Jordan Peterson about is that he won't say that he's a Christian, right? And that's that's the same question. Is so he's frustrated by the gatekeeping question and wants to try to get past it, but people still want to ask the, the gatekeeping question so they can know whether or not they can like Jordan Peterson or not because they're only allowed to like Christians. <laughs> so they keep asking him the question and he keeps on having to try to find his way around it because I think he also, like me, thinks this is a, it's a dumb question because like, there's a better way of figuring out whether or not we're on the same page, maybe, than asking, you know, than, than, than a confessional statement. And this is, this is the bottom of evangelicalism too, is that that's what, our group has become based on is is a confession of faith rather than a community of actual faithful relationships and people understanding that they're on the same page based on their experiences with each other right like if my only indicator that we're in the same group is you you know signing off on a, on a statement or a creed our relationship isn't really based on much because for one thing i don't even know whether or not you believe that statement i don't even know if you know whether or not you believe that statement and i don't know if we even both agree on what that statement means so confessional, like, that's not a good singular basis for a relationship. What would you say runs deeper than the uh, confessionalism? Like, well, what? that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying. It's like skip past the confession and build a relationship literally within the length of the conversation. Get under, because it's like you might agree with somebody on a much lower level than that, than that question. That's a pretty shallow question. And there's, there might be a deeper level of agreement if you can just start talking about some stuff. But in order to even get there, especially for people who might feel already intimidated or uncomfortable talking to you about that sort of thing, you need to be really careful about playing your cards in an invitational and hospitable way or else they're not even going to get that far with you. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to sneak in behind the enemy lines and then you can just rip the gate apart. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's sort of a covert operation. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. And but, Jared Bias is like, yeah, but that's kind of dishonest. Like, why don't you just go up to the gate and just like kind of... Well, it's, it's because somebody <laughs> told them that this is the way that you, you build a relationship with somebody. You start with this silly, dumb question of, do you believe this? It's like this, it's, it's the same, maybe it's the same kind of idea as like consent. I don't know if we want to go that direction, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a silly, like, you know... <laughs> If the way that you start a relationship with somebody is by, you know, <laughs> if, if the way that I, if I start a relationship with a girl that I want to marry eventually, first question I ask is, do you want to have sex with me? Like, whoa. Well, I mean, the answer to that question is probably no right now. <laughs> I don't know if we're on the same team. I don't know if we're going to be in that intimate of a relationship yet. Why don't you ask me something else before that? I think the Christian would probably say it's more like, "Are you are you Canadian?" It's like it's some sort of like where we have this common, like maybe it's right. not Nate, but it's something more like that, I mm-hmm. guess. And like I would say the a comparison more secularly is like, "Oh, are you a feminist?" It's like the same idea where it's like, "Well, 
in some sense I am and maybe not in the sense that you mean it. Right. So yeah, I'll probably say I am. Right. Especially if you read that conversation. It was like if, if maybe if dad asks you if you're a feminist, you're probably going to say maybe not or depends on what you mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> but like if, if, if you're trying to make friends with somebody who like their their prerequisite for being your friend is that you're on their same side about this issue is are you a feminist? Then it might be a better bridge to build to get deeper into that conversation <laughs> and start having yeah, getting to know exactly. them just by saying yes because in some sense you agree with it it's mm-hmm. just like we don't necessarily need to have that detailed of a conversation about this statement just yet let's let's maybe agree about something a little bit lower mm-hmm. but like yeah i when i was thinking about this before too it even linked back to like the uh, until we have faces the the climax at the end of that story where it's like cuz she's talking about belief there too She's talking about, especially, I, I want to probably make this the quote. I was going to do this as one of the intros for one of the episodes. It's just that quote at the end where she's, you know, she's made her complaint against the gods. And then their answer is not to say anything because her complaint was the answer. It revealed to her, you know, how silly her position was, basically. But I guess the, 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 the climax of that little, you know, she's, as she's processing, you know, what their answer to her question was, she says, you know, how are the gods to answer us until we've said what we mean? You know, how are we even, <laughs> how, how are we supposed to meet them face to face until we have faces? We, you can't have, a, you can't have a really meaningful understanding of somebody until you've kind of got past the babbling. And, and I think these questions, these gatekeeping questions are sort of just the, the surface level babbling. It's like you haven't got to the core of your relationship or the core of what you want to relate on yet. This is just like a, just a silly question well you think it's you think it's important to the core of what you believe though like if if they're not a feminist then how am i going to be able to make any of the arguments that i normally would about this subject right so it's like okay as long as we establish right this gate and you're in then we can right well and, and that's if so if you think that that you might be able to have a profitable conversation about you know the word feminism then maybe get into it <laughs> yeah but it's like this is what I was trying to say before is you, you have to sense that out because some words are so charged, people just are not ready to have a conversation about them. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was like, it's like I have, I run into that all the time where if you start a conversation from the wrong place, you start the conversation from kind of the stupid version of the conversation that were fed from, you know, bad teachers or the internet or something like that. You play right into people's pre-charged like, angry response version of the conversation and it's like if you can skip those trigger words and get to like you know the actual meaning the actual issue that's underneath those that silly version the babbling version of the conversation and try to you know maybe you can get to a place where you can get a little bit closer to meeting somebody face to face right <laughs> trying to tie it back to well i mean that that's what it was connecting to before yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not you know you you can't you can't really say whether or not you're you're relating to somebody or say whether or not somebody's on the same page or the same team as you until you've met them face to face. And that face to face meeting isn't just a silly, like what that's representing face to face is like faces represent identity. Faces represent like who you are, what you believe and and how you act and your place in the world. It's like you don't get all that information from a silly question. Like, are you a Christian or a silly question? Like, are you a feminist? Those that a yes or no, to that is like that's such a, that's literally a one dimensional it's a literally a binary one dimensional one pixel worth of a 
picture of what you believe and who you are. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, the, the pixels either red or black or whatever the case yeah. is like yeah. so that's how binary works it's usually between red and black yeah it is it's <laughs> like the stock market everything everything's <laughs> a stock market for me you know <laughs> anyway i think that's all that's that's the main riff i wanted to go on i think that is a, a very beautiful uh, analogy to keep in mind and uh if you guys ever want to know just ask me if i'm a feminist or a christian <laughs> and i'm happy to just say yes you know